Hello there, folks. How are you going? It's uh, Adam Jacobs here again. Oh, I know. Another podcast. You're thinking, guy, Adam, you're doing like sometimes you do two a day. How do you do it? Uh, that's a good question. Thanks for asking. Well, I find the little po- I find the time. I find the time. Why? Because you're worth it. Oh, stop it. It's all about you, listener. Uh, only reason why I do it. It's the only reason why. The thing is that I want to share. I want to share with you all the little tricks. Tricks of the living trade. Tricks of the trade getting through life. Because essentially that's all you end up doing really is just getting through. And today I want to extend a little bit on what I spoke about last time. Which I suppose was to do with making the most of your talents at the end of the day. <coughs> it was, <laughs> oh, a bit of a splutter. It was probably more to do with rewards for your effort. Putting the effort in, what is the, but what does effort actually look like? And that was the question I was answering. It was like, well, you can spend a lot of time doing something, but it's got to be the right thing. And that's not always easy to identify. And also said that it doesn't matter what you're interested in in life. One thing is true. You'll find a place for yourself in it. The other thing is true uh, is that you could find a way to make it a living. But you can't, not everyone can necessarily be, fulfill their dream specifically. Like I'd love to have been an NBA player but I'm just not tall enough. Not tall enough! But if I was really interested in sport, generally, as a career, then I would have found something to do in the world of NBA. There would have been something for me to do, but that's not what really pumps up my tyres, you know what I'm saying? Well, I bet you do, I bet you do! No, I was more interested in the performing arts, wasn't I? Arts! So now, this time I'm going to talk about talent. Talent. Ooh, the mysterious X factor. Because, of course, this makes a part of my little series within a series. Where I'm preparing myself for conversations I'll have to have with my little daughter when she's old enough, of course. She's only five and a half weeks at the moment. Five and a half weeks old! Gosh, it feels like 50, 50 weeks. It feels longer than that, and that's only because I haven't had any sleep. Haven't been getting a lot of sleep. I think that's what I'm trying to say. So she's going to come to me. She's going to say, "Look, Daddy, Dad, Dad, Dad. I've got, I've got. I feel like I've got a bit of talent to do this thing, whatever it is. I don't know. Who knows? It's yet to be demonstrated at the moment." She has a talent for making farty noises and doing smelly things in nappies. She has a talent for that. And uh, she squeezes them out too. She really puts the effort in. Uh, good on her. Wouldn't have it any other way. But later in life, she's going to say, look, I want to see if I can do something with this talent I've got for this, whatever it might be. 
Okay, so the first thing I'm going to say, love, you sure it's a talent? Or is it just something you're really interested in? Is it a... Is it enthusiasm or is it genuine ability? All right. Well, it's easy enough to work out because... Well, there's certain things that are associated with the, the acting out. Are you an actor in a situation? How is it that you perform the act? So you have to really look at yourself in terms of your kinesthetic awareness, which is the the sense you have of yourself as you and your body as you move through space over a period of time. Kinesthetics. Every act, everything has a kinesthetic aspect to it. And it's your ability to be in tune with all the ingredients of that action to best bring about the most efficient execution of it. Just ask Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods went away, perfected, tried to perfect his already perfect swing. He probably had an oversensitive kind of aesthetic sense of, of his action as they say. The way he acts it out. But anyway. The best way to determine whether you've got a talent or whether you're just sort of just enthusiastic about something is to do it with other people. Other people. How do you compare But let's just say, okay, so you believe you have some evidence to suggest that you have a talent or something. All right. Well, one thing is certainly absolutely unfathomably true. Succeed in anything, it's always 99% perspiration and 1% inspiration that's what they say but the thing with that is that without the 1% the 99% doesn't mean what you think it will mean it will become something else other than what you perceive the other 1% was setting up that to, to do and that comes back to what I was saying yes, last podcast, which wasn't yesterday, was it yesterday? It was Sunday, by the way, it's Monday morning. It's seven minutes past eight. I'm driving through the outer suburbs of Melbourne going to the job. Yes, I am. Right, just so you know. And it's the 14th, 12th of August. 12th of June, July, August. Oh, it's getting away from us, isn't it? 2018 is going to be over soon. All right. Anyway, so say you got a you have a perceived talent. It's going to take more work doing other things besides the execution, perfection, rehearsal of your talent, in order for you to find a platform to fully demonstrate your talent. That's the first thing to accept. And the second thing is to, as far as talent goes. If we break down that 1% in terms of the success pie, 
by ultimately achieving some sort of success. 1% inspiration, 900% perspiration. Practice, rehearsal, promotion, profile, and awareness of your audience or whatever it might be. All that's the perspiration side of it. If we break down that 1%, the inspiration side, well, then we've got to say, okay, well, we've got a talent now. What does that mean? Well, all it does is just opens the door. It just opens the door for some further exploration. So the talent, really, what the talent is, is a means for you to learn more about yourself than you yet know not of. Or that you yet that you not know yet of. I don't know. That was Shakespeare. I forget how it goes, but you know what I mean. It's going to teach you things that you don't know about yourself, and this is really important. There's a theory in psychology. It's called doing it changes it. I forget who came up with it. Some clever dude. I think he was from Sweden or something. But your understanding of anything is never truly complete until you've actually attempted that thing. People don't like museums. Well, I think they're boring. But they've never been to one. There are people like that. They say, oh my God, that's boring. But they've never done that thing, whatever it is, the museum or art gallery or something. Until they go there and actually do it, they will never know exactly what it is about that experience that causes them to grow, to learn more about themselves, to possibly even discover other abilities they have. So that's the first thing about talent, is that talent is an enabler and enables you to learn more about yourself than you know you are able to learn. Hmm. That's my. That would be my advice to young people. Young people today. That's what I tell them. I say, look, you're very reluctant to give it a go. Whatever it might be, picking fruit or something, you know. It seems that young people just want to walk into. They want to all want to be part of some sort of tech startup. Sit around in cafes with their laptops. Uh, somehow making a living using Gloria Jean's free Wi-Fi. No, Donald's free Wi-Fi. It's not, you're not going to... No, not everyone can do that. And not everyone should do that. And those people who shouldn't do that, some of them, probably should be doing something else that they're probably really bloody good at. And they won't know that they're any good at it until they give something that possibly they hadn't thought of or they're not aware of or they're reluctant to try for whatever reason. And therefore, they'll never know. They will never know. So doing talent allows you to understand that the doing of something changes your perception of that something it changes the way you look at it 
and you don't know what that change is until you do it. Really important. Put. Put. Mm. And this is what we talked about in the last podcast. I said, you know, it's there's always going to be some part of something that you don't enjoy, even though it's your passion. The bigger picture thing that you're involved in is your passion, but when you break down the parts, there are some parts of it that you won't enjoy. So I challenge the people who say, if you do what you love, then you never work another day in your life. No. If you do what you love, then it's great. It just means that you are more readily to accept those things that you need to work on to get very good at that thing. It's just easier for you to do that effort. You know, Larry Bird and Magic Johnson used to have a very friendly rivalry between each other. And, and it's great to hear them talk about the good old days. And Larry or Magic would be, you know, in the, their gym shooting hoops. And they, you know, Larry or Magic Johnson would get to 800 for 800, you know, jump shots for the for the session, 800 in one session. Come on now. And he'd be ready to leave the gym, and he'd stop himself, and he'd go, Ah, I bet you Larry's doing a thousand. And then he'd go back and do another 200. Now he's happy finishing at 800. He'd had enough, and wouldn't you? I mean, come on now. 800 free throws. Now, when someone's just constantly handing you the ball 800 times, you know, you don't have to... You can get 800 shots in for sure. But crikey. At some point, you're going to be going, that's enough, isn't it? It's going to feel a little bit like work. So that when you can... So that when you do the part of it that you love, which is essentially the game part of it in the moment making the moves doing the thing that's you know the unexpected bit of flamboyance that makes the play happen all that sort of stuff that's the part that you love when you start doing that hey was only made possible because of the 800 hours of bloody mind-numbing boredom that you went through to make your shot perfect. So there's always work. Do what you love and you never work a day in your life. Not true. If you do what you love and you want to work at it, there's some part of it's going to feel like work. Right, very good. Anyway, that was the podcast last time. What am I repeating myself for? But no, because it all relates. Now, today we're talking about talent. First thing you need to know about talent is it's just a means for you to learn more about yourself that you don't know about yet. So go into it. Explore your talent. Rehearse your talent. Practice your talent with the understanding that it's going to be unsettling for you. 
There are things that you don't know about yourself yet that your talent will show you. So be prepared for that. Don't go in with arrogance and a know-all sort of attitude as if to say, look, I'm just naturally good at this thing and that's how I'm just going to do this thing and never feel like I have to learn anything else again. That is really limiting and ultimately will mean that you'll become, you know, a really frustrated hobbyist, probably. Yeah, how's that? You like that one? That's a conversation I'm having with Aoife, by the way. My little, lovely little daughter, when she's old enough. I'm saying, I'm saying all this to her. But I'm just sharing it with you because it gives me the chance to practice it. So, um, hopefully there's something in it for you. Right. What's the other thing to be said about talent? Talent is, needs to be rehearsed. It needs to be practiced. It needs to be fostered. You have to work at it to some extent. But you don't want to overwork it. You want the talent to... You want your, your experience of that thing to tell you what to do next with it. So don't be afraid to give yourself a break. Give yourself some space and some meditation, some room for meditation. Meditation. Meditation, I call it, because it's thinking about the thinking of about that thing. How is it that you think about that thing that you do? Meditation. Give yourself a break from it. Step back every now and then. Once again, the doing of nothing is not very easy. Is in itself requires mastery. Doing of nothing. So, master it. Master it and then you will always have it a sense of calmness associated to what you're doing and that's really important because you don't want to be stressed I suppose I should say just a little bit more about that it doesn't matter whatever your discipline is you need to constant you need to make everything that you do only necess- necessary only as necessary as it needs to be. As necessary as it... Do only the bare minimum to make it happen. Talking about economy of action, word, thought, whatever it is. The best way to do that is to relax. And it's about a building associations. So, give yourself a break. The thing, and a proper break means you you relax, relax, meditate, whatever it might be that it is that you do. Give yourself a break. Oh, what's the third thing I could say <sighs> about having talent? Ultimately, you probably want to do something with your talent, you know, as much as you're able to. 
so that you can be, you can share it. That's what they say in the scriptures, don't they? They say, don't hide your talent under a bushel. Don't do that. Don't ever think to yourself, oh, I'm not. It's not right. It's not right. Hide your talents under a bushel. All right. So, find other people that you want to get involved with you in the same thing. Share it. Get it. Get it out there. Working. And learn to understand who those people are that will support you and who are those people who don't want to support you. You know, look at those people as... Learn the difference between them because they are... There's more of the negative ones than there are the positive ones. And you want people who are genuinely going to help you or enthusiastic about you. And the best way to determine those people is to is that they you don't have to ask them. It doesn't mean they have to do anything for you in particular. They just come forward with a genuine sense of enthusiasm and they're encouraging. Encouragement is the most powerful thing you can, anyone can give you. Really. With any piece of advice you're given, whether it's critical or whether it's positive or whether it's reinforcing or whether it's a call to change, Always measure it with your own sense of yourself. Advice is to be filtered through your own understanding of your strengths and weaknesses. That doesn't mean that you dismiss criticism. What it means is you take what they're saying and you check it against your perception of yourself. So if they say that, oh, you know, you need to improve this, and you go back and you say, well, my perception of myself in that way could be it. Could be that, yes, that is a weakness, I'm aware of it, or it could be that, well, I thought that that was fairly well in place, my ability to do that. And then from that moment, you then make closer at what they're saying. One thing you certainly can do, and there's no harm in it, and you don't have to do it, and so you can just do it in the quiet of your own company, is to attempt everything that somebody says tells you. Like I used to do character comedy once. I did this bit of a eccentric kind of English weirdo type called the Ponce and I would uh, I'd Ponce around on stage and that was because somebody said to me I said oh I come up stage at one gig and they said oh they don't, don't those crowds into weirdos 
And I said, you think I'm a weirdo? And he goes, yeah, you're a weirdo, mate. Absolutely. This is another comedian. comedian. So I fully embraced that weirdoness. I fully lived it. I went all the way down the rabbit hole with the weirdo. And subsequently, it brought me to where I am right now, which has probably been the strongest position I've been in, so to speak, throughout the whole time I've been doing comedy. That's the strongest position in terms of my sense of myself on stage and my persona and, and everything I say matching the way that I behave, which is one of the biggest struggles with stand-up comedy. So anyway, I think what I'm trying to say is this. <laughs> I always say that in my podcast. Don't be afraid to give it a go. Whatever it is somebody suggests, have a crack. Well, I think I got there in the end with the things I wanted to say. I was a little, a little bit out of sorts to stay because I think I've got, I'm have got coming down with a sickness of some kind. Oh, don't want to think about it. I haven't got time for that. I haven't got time. Uh, thanks for listening. 